Most of you know me, but for anyone that doesn't, I'm Spencer Linder. I am the son of Andrew and Charity Linder. I am the brother of Faith, Seth, Shane. They're all around here somewhere. And that's who I am. What I do, as you know, I'm the intern this summer. I'll also be attending my junior year at Pensacola Christian College studying youth ministry. And as Tanner's talking about, I love sports. I'm a huge fan of sports. Watching, playing, really anything. If there's any competition involved, I'm all for it. So those are the things that I do. But at the end of the summer, it isn't going to matter if you remember who I am or what I do. That won't matter. But I want you to know that tonight it is detrimental that you know who Jesus is and what he is doing. So go ahead and turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. That's where we'll be tonight. Matthew chapter 16. We'll be starting in verse 13. And it says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven." So from this text, I want to ask two questions tonight. I want us to see who is Jesus and what is his mission. So the first thing, who is Jesus? We see that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. First in this passage, we see that Jesus asked the disciples who the people said that he was. And they, were, they said that some people said he was John the Baptist. Some people said he was the prophet Elijah or Jeremiah, or just a a famous prophet. It was hard for the people, the Pharisees, and even the disciples to see who Jesus truly was. But then Jesus asked them a much more important question in verse 15. He says, but whom say ye that I am? He asks them this because if they don't know the answer to this, then nothing, nothing else matters that he's taught them in his ministry with them. Jesus asked him this, and this is where Peter got it right. Peter responds to Jesus, and he declared that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. So we see that Peter got it right, and that's a huge deal. But my question is, who is Jesus to you? Do you recognize Jesus to be the Christ, the Son of the living God? Can you recall in your life a time where you made that decision and that declaration that Jesus truly is the Christ, the Son of the living God. I know for me in my life, there was a moment that I had to make that decision. When I was about eight to nine years old, I was at one of my dad's VBSs, and I made a profession of faith and got saved that night. But I remember for a long time after that, really struggling with the fact of whether or not I was saved. Um, Around the age of 13, 14 I came to the realization that I was not saved. 
But I was so scared and worried what other people would think because my dad's in ministry, I'm a pastor's kid, what they would think if I wasn't truly saved. So I pushed off getting assurance of my salvation. I went to a fall retreat with my school at the age of 16, and the preacher preached very hard on surrendering your life to ministry. So that night, I surrendered to full-time ministry, and that's why I'm able to be here tonight. But I still was holding back on what I knew God wanted for me and had for me because I was not willing to get assurance of my salvation and nail that down because I was still so worried what people would think. But at the age of 17, I was able to go back to the same fall retreat with my school, and I made the decision to get assurance of my salvation, and I'm so happy that I did. Just as I made that decision at the age of 17 and declared Jesus to truly be the Christ in my life, my question is, have you made that decision in your life? Is there a time that you can look back and remember that you declare Jesus to be the Christ in your life? And my other question is, is it, if you did make that decision, is it truly showing in your life right now? Is it showing that Jesus, you did make that declaration that Jesus is the Christ? Or have you kind of forgotten who Christ is in your life? The importance of who he is in your life. So it's definitely something we should consider. So we've looked at who Jesus is. Now let's see what he is doing. What is his mission? Well, we see that Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We see in verse 17, it says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the first thing we see is that Jesus actually got really excited about Peter's response. Because what he's saying when he said, that flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee. He's saying that man didn't show this to Peter. It's not because of man that Peter came to this uh, realization. It's because God showed that to him, and God showed that him in life. One thing is that no man comes to Jesus except the Father draw him. I'm thankful that as a Christian, it is our responsibility to share the gospel. That's a great responsibility to have. But I'm more thankful that it's God's responsibility to draw them to him. It is not in our power whether or not Jesus draws them to him. So we also see that Jesus said he would build his church on himself as the foundation and that his church would never be destroyed. I want you to consider with me all the things in our life that we're putting our efforts into that will eventually be destroyed. The first thing that comes to mind for probably a lot of us is money. What about money? Now, as a college student, I really don't have to worry about this destroying my life because I simply just don't have very much of it. (laughs) But no, the thing is that money can be a great thing that God uses to bless us and further his mission. But if we are allowing money to be more important to us than the building of God's church, then it becomes an obstacle to staying on mission. Are you so worried about making enough money for your hobbies that you might be sacrificing crucial time with your own kids, your own family? Is the need for money driving you to work more to give your family what you think they want and what you want to give them when really the one thing they need most is you in their life? So maybe it's money. Maybe it could simply be appearance or social status. Are you so worried about what others will think of you that you're not willing to share the gospel with them or invite them to church? Or maybe even on a more real level, teenagers and even adults struggle with this. Are you hesitant to spend time and invest into someone that God wants you to invest in to further his mission 
because you don't know what other people will think of that? Maybe it's money, maybe it's appearance, and maybe it's sports. Maybe you're in high school and you're putting sports before God, before the church. Maybe you're simply a parent and you have a child in sports and you're more worried about how good they are at that sport than their spiritual life and their spiritual growth. I love sports. I'm a very competitive person and I'm all for them. The church is for them. The church loves sports. But if you're so worried about how good your kid is at a sport that it takes them away from the church on Sunday, then we've got it backwards. If you're more worried about how good your kid is at a sport that you're, that you're not focusing on their spiritual growth, then we have it all wrong. So maybe it's not one of these things that I've mentioned. Maybe there's something in your life that you are focusing your priorities on more than the Lord. If, if that's the case, I'd really encourage you to reevaluate those things. Reevaluate how much of a priority you're putting into these things, no matter what it is. Go ahead and look with me at verse 19. It says, And I will give unto thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whosoever shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We see that Jesus enlisted Peter in the mission of building his church. Now think about this with me. In the verse it says that Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom of heaven to Peter. A master of a house would only give his keys to his most trusted servant. He's not just, same for you, you're not just going to give your keys to any random stranger and say, it's yours, you know, do what you want. The same thing is here. Jesus specifically gives these keys to Peter and used him as a representative of the church. We see that Jesus gave Peter and the disciples a crucial responsibility to spread the gospel after he was gone. But it doesn't stop there because Jesus didn't only give this responsibility to Peter, He's given us the same responsibility that he gave to Peter in this verse. If you're a Christian and you've done step one that we talked about, you realize that Jesus is the Christ and you've made that declaration in your life, you have the same responsibility that Peter was given in these verses. So let me ask you, church, are you using the keys that God has trusted you with? Are, are you investing in your family? Dads, moms, are you investing in your family and your kids? And I'm not asking if after work, you spend some time with them, you take them to fun events and do fun things with them. No, what I'm asking is, are you investing into your kids for the purpose of the mission of Christ to help grow them and help them? Teenagers here tonight, are you influencing your siblings in a way to further God's mission for the church? Are you investing in the church? Maybe you're investing in your family, but are you investing in the church? Is there a ministry that you know God would have you in that would help fulfill his mission, but for some reason you are hesitant to be in that ministry? I don't know what it could be, but is there? Are you praying for the church and for the, the furthering of God's mission? We all need to be doing that. Are you investing in your coworkers? Are you taking the time to get to know your coworkers and build relationships with them? And not just small talk and have to deal with it while you're there, but truly build a relationship with them to hopefully further God's mission? Are you an influence to your coworkers, and are they able to look at you and say, yes, he's, he's following Christ, like he is an influence of that, or she is an influence of that? Is that the truth for you? So we see that God has given us the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and this is not only a responsibility that he's given us, but I think we should see it as a privilege that God has given us these keys to the kingdom of heaven. So what are you doing with it, with those keys that God has trusted you with, 
Or maybe the more important question is, after this message, what are you going to do with those keys? What are you going to do in your community, in your family, in the church, with your coworkers, to use the keys that God has trusted us with to the kingdom of heaven? I've been able to go to the country of Grenada two times with my church in Illinois on a missions trip. And for anybody that, if you haven't gone on a missions trip, I'd really encourage you to. If you have the opportunity, it's a great opportunity. The first time I went, I was about 13 years old. And we go there and we do these VBSs at the small local churches. And we get to uh, teach the kids Bible lessons. We get to play games with them, sing songs with them. But one of the really neat opportunities, because of the need of the gospel there, is that pretty much everyone that goes has the opportunity to help lead a child to the Lord. I remember when I was 13, I had the opportunity to lead a kid to the Lord, and it was amazing, and I was very excited. So we went again the second time when I was about 16 years old, and this time I talked to about three different kids about salvation, and they weren't really ready, or they didn't really even understand what salvation truly meant, and it really discouraged me because I felt like I wasn't doing my part. I felt like I didn't do what I was supposed to be there for because I didn't help lead a kid to the Lord. But after thinking about it quite a while, I came to the realization that that week kids were saved, And it was because of the group that was there and the work that we did, no matter whether I was the one actually on my knees with a kid praying with him or just helping with the games and helping with the lessons. The work of the Lord was done that week. Whether we are in the spotlight or not does not mean that you aren't doing the work of the Lord. I'd encourage you that if you're working in the children's ministry, if you're part of the music team, if you're part of the media team, part of the nursery, if you're helping greet guests, part of the bus ministry, the security team, the maintenance crew throughout the week, or even the choir, whatever the Lord has you doing, he has you there for a purpose. Although you might not always see the fruit of your labors, I want to encourage you to continue to help to build the kingdom of heaven and stay passionate about it because the Lord has you there for a reason. So tonight we saw who Jesus is and what he is doing. My question is, do you know Jesus as the Christ, and are you on a mission for Christ? Do you all stand with me as our music team comes? I want to give you an